Entrepreneurs, side hustlers, and small business owners everywhere. 2023 is here, and obviously there's some important tools and tactics you're gonna need if you're gonna join the Seven Figures Club. Only 5% of business owners are doing seven figures a year in sales and even a smaller percent seven figures in profits. Today's guest, Tracy DeForge, is going to be an asset and a guide to help you make that happen in 2023. So just a little bit about Tracy. She's been featured on ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, CTV, Fortune.com and the American Express Open. She's co-host of Radio Inc.'s podcast, uh, How to Make Real Money Podcasting. She's also co-host of Ask uh, Brian radio show on KHTS AM and FM in Los Angeles, California. She's also the host of the Podcast Experts podcast, executive producer of the Personal Finance podcast. She is in Hollywood. So that's why. <laughs> Member of the uh, Rolling Stone Culture Council and editorial advisory board of the Podcast Business Journal. Tracy is the founder and CEO of Produce Your Podcast. She is an industry leader in premier podcast consulting and production since 2016. She's the creator of PodHive, an online community for business growth, focused podcasters, and My Podcast Biz, an online certification program for podcast managers and the co-founder of the Podcast Professionals Association. She has launched, grown, and sold multiple early stage startups and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, including British Airways, Google, Hilton, Microsoft, and Weight Watchers International. She played an instrumental role in scaling a broadcast media company from 1.2 million, 10 x it to 12 million in revenues positioning it for an exit of over 62 million. Tracy, thank you for being a guest on the podcast. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. Thank you for having me as a guest on the podcast. Apparently, I really enjoy podcasting, if you're listening to that bio, right? <laughs> I I did note that. And I think, you know, in 2023, and it's certainly the last few years, more and more small business owners are starting to realize that if you're not out there on the podcast circuit, your business is going to be left behind. And it's one of the most effective ways to really focus and deliver your message to your dream clients. And by, so by just kind of figuring out, you know, where those opportunities are, that's a big opportunity that a lot of small business owners, startups, and especially those who want to scale to, you know, a bigger, bigger company, bigger impact, like they've got to be a part of that. And, and so, you know, as an expert, uh, you know, when it comes to podcasting, what are some of the kind of the misconceptions you think that small business owners have about podcasting that they need to get corrected? Well, I think probably the biggest misconception right now is a because video is such a trend. And with podcasting, I think even the definition of podcasting has gotten blurred. Is it an audio podcast? Is it a video podcast? Yeah. Are those the same things? And when you're a small business and you're just starting out, 
you really want to be conscientious that you can launch an audio podcast and that's very cost efficient to do that and then upgrade to video down the line because you don't necessarily have to do all the things all at once. And the power of audio is is extremely cost effective, but it's also very powerful in being able to position you as a thought leader, a subject matter expert, and you can repurpose some of that content in audio into video format on YouTube without actually having to have the expense of creating a video podcast. So very true. And you know, it's interesting, like you'll see, you'll see people who are, you know, you know, somewhat famous, there might be a really big business owner. And if you just start a podcast, even if you, you know, obviously, we're going to talk about uh, different ways that they can connect with an expert, uh, like you and your team and and get some help and maybe launching their own podcast. But even if you just launch a simple podcast, and you interview people once a week, like you'll be surprised, like you'll make an, a, an invitation to someone who you think, oh, I think, they're pretty important. They're a pretty big business. So they're pretty fame. And they'll be super grateful and excited. Oh, I'd, I've never, I'd, I'd love to be on your podcast. And we've seen that with, uh, you know, people on our podcast that are worth, you know, a hundred million. We've had uh, a billionaire on the podcast. And it's just crazy. Like you never would have thought that you would, you know, just starting this podcast, be able to get those kind of people on. And that's the opportunity that you have. And then just being a guest yourself is is a huge opportunity and it's very cost effective a lot of the time. Well, and I think you make such a good point because the question is, do you need a podcast for your business for visibility? And yeah. if the answer is yes, then start where you are and just get started. It's not too late. The market is not saturated. I think that's another misconception because I think um, podcastings have become yes. so popular. But if you think about 2 billion YouTube channels and 100 million Facebook accounts and all of the different levels of social media, I mean, when Twitter launched years ago, everybody had to have a Twitter account. Everybody had to have an Instagram account. Everybody had a Facebook account. So you have to start somewhere. And, and you have to also realize that maybe if you're not ready to start your own podcasting, I think you made such a good point is leverage other people's podcasts and start guesting on podcasts first and get comfortable and then take that and launch that into your own podcast when it feels like it's a good time for you. Absolutely. Great, great points. So, you know, in 2023, there's a, a lot of talk. I think seven out of 10 economists uh, are expecting some kind of recession where there's actually job losses and not just a technical recession, but what really feels like, oh, wow, unemployment's creeping up, you know, uh, business demand is slowing down. And I know there's a few sectors that are starting to see that. We see a lot of the tech companies that are starting to lay off people. We see that uh, business owners are getting more and more concerned. And so it's kind of perfect timing to have you as a guest because you're an expert in creating recession-proof marketing strategies. So where do you start to try and you know put together recession-proof marketing strategies? And, and where's, where's the first place to start? And what are some of these strategies? Well, I think that one thing that you want to really focus on at in the very first priority is making sure that you have brand consistency across all of your platforms. Yes. And I'm talking about okay. not only just your social media, but your website, making sure that what people see in your LinkedIn profile is the same experience they have when they visit your website, which is the same experience they have when they 
watch a video that you're um, producing or a podcast that you're creating because when times are tighter and budgets are tighter, research on the business happens much more extensively. And it's proven that brand credibility is very synonymous with continuity and consistency. Psychologically, we trust brands that when we hear them, see them, experience them, and we have a congruent experience, that we trust that our trust factor in those brands goes up. And so the mm. first thing you can do, and it doesn't even cost you any money, is yeah. audit your brand and making sure that yes. your voice, your messaging, your brand identity, those those pillar foundations are all consistent for the end user. Mm. Making sure they're cohesive and Maybe there's some coloring involved, but you're you're on point with your message and it's all fitting together and 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 that's important. So not just with your social media, also your website, maybe even your email campaigns that you've got. Everything should be working together and building that brand, just like when we when we see, you know, something that's Apple, right? We we know what Apple looks like. It's very clean, it's very white, it's it's uh, very minimal and and it, it's striking and that's what you're looking for in your brand. And so that's first place. Let's go ahead and make sure we do a brand audit, make sure everything is consistent across the board. And then once you've done that and you've got that, you know, you're, you've made some tweaks and some fixes and maybe, you know, jumped on Fiverr or had someone on your team, you know, fix some of the, uh, the branding and make sure that it's all working together. Um, what's the next thing, the next opportunity maybe uh, to, to create some kind of marketing plan? Well, I think that content is king. Everyone is talking okay. about content creation. Everybody's talking about repurposing content. And how do you start with that? And the, one of the things, and again, I'm going to be a big advocate for podcasting, but not only because I'm an advocate for it, but all, because it really works as the origination hub for your content creation strategy. So let's take this podcast episode, for example, we are going to have a tremendous amount of content that is going to be created today by us literally stepping up and recording this episode one time. We can take then this episode, both for yourself and for myself, we can have that episode, we can have it transcribed. That's going to give us a transcription. That's going to give us then a really, really effective and efficient way to create multiple pieces of content from this one episode. We can create social media posts. We can create audiograms that are like audio promos of this episode, video promos of this episode. We can have that transcription converted into a blog post. Um, there'll be show notes that will have resource links and highlights. So by creating this piece of content one time, we are being highly efficient by being able to then map out all the other areas of content presentation to reach our audience wherever they're going to be. And we've only invested the time it took to initially invested the time it took to create this one episode. And ideally, you have a content repurposing strategy that is an extension of your podcast strategy. And that's even including newsletter copy. And if you want to mm. even break it down even further, if LinkedIn, for example, is where your customer lives, then you have the opportunity to then create a feature article and a newsletter on LinkedIn 
in addition to maybe the newsletter that you might send out, like I know you do a really great job of sending out your newsletters very consistently. I'm a subscriber, so I get them and they're always very clean and quick and to the point. And, you know, that's what is going to continue that engagement. Mm, outstanding. So once you have that brand in order, the next thing you must understand in today's world is content is king. You have to be putting out content. And the, the interesting th points I think that you made there, I think a lot of people think, well, you know, does it have to be video? I'm not good on video or I don't have an experience with video. Maybe you're really good at writing. If you're good at writing, then there's there's opportunities there, right? Maybe maybe you are more comfortable speaking and you don't want to write and you need to, need some help. But but what are some of the ways that uh, you know someone who they want to create content, they have ideas, but they're not really sure. You know, should they do video? Should they do um, podcasts? Maybe they're just really good at speaking and and speaking kind of spontaneous about the the topic and and the business uh, you know industry that they serve. Uh, where where is kind of a good place to start? Let's say you're you're a business and and you're you're moving forward and you know you need to create content, but right now you've got an email newsletter that you send out maybe once a month. And what if that's all you've got and you've got a few you know posts that you know one of your one of your young you know tech savvy employees is doing on Facebook, but you're not really doing much else besides that. Like where where should they where should they what should they start looking at? So I think the, the first place you want to start looking at is where do your customers live? Because you might be a really big fan of Twitter and that might be something that you have a lot of fun on. But if that's not where your audience lives, then you're pretty much using your time and energy and resources and speaking to an audience that's not going to convert back to you. So you really want to begin, and this can even be part of that brand audit where you internally look at everything that has to do with your brand and how consistent it is. But then also an extension of that is where does my audience primarily live? And if you are, if you are really having to hone your time, energy, and resources, then choose the platform where your customer lives most frequently and engages most frequently and focus on that outlet first. And that's really more in terms of like the social media aspect, for example. So again, coming back to LinkedIn, it gives you so many options because you can post video there, you can post audio clips there, you can create feature articles, and you can turn those and convert those into newsletters, and you can embed the audio of your podcast into those newsletters. And what is great about that strategy right now is that LinkedIn is really working hard to keep you on their platform. So if you're creating content on their platform, they are actually more likely to put your newsletters and your featured articles out to other LinkedIn members that you may not even be connected to. So that, especially for business owners that are B2B and B2C that are functioning and promoting and engaging on LinkedIn, it's a really strong strategy. And if you only did that, then you could see traction back to that. Another really interesting process that a lot of people aren't taking advantage of is they're not using their content to 
invite and entice people in a way they're just putting it out maybe to the masses, but you can concisely take a nugget of content, whether it's a quote from an article that you've written, or if it's been published, or if it's a podcast episode or video that you've released, and you can DM those to certain people that you can target that you might want to do business with. So what happens with video and audio especially is it builds credibility. People want to work with people they know, like, and trust. So you could say to them, hey, I thought you might enjoy this particular video, video on how to recession proof your marketing strategy. And what that does is that connects you to a person other than just saying, hi, I'd like to jump into your DMs and sell you something. <laughs> like nobody really wants that anymore, right? But if yeah. you can provide value to people, that's what they're really, really looking for right now. We're so time-strapped that value is key. If you can provide that nugget of value, they're going to remember you and they're going to circle back to you. Absolutely right. So, so a lot of value bombs that uh, Tracy just dropped for everybody. So if you're, you know, on the treadmill, get off uh, and grab your phone and take some notes here. But bottom line is, as you're going through and figuring out where to, where to create content, it's really not about you. It's about your client, right? It's being very client centric, customer centric. Where does your customer reside? Where does your client reside? Uh, Tracy made a great point. If you're B2B and and, and you're working with other businesses or B2C and, and, and what you do is really important in, in terms there, your client very likely may be on LinkedIn. If they are, there's a lot of opportunity right now on LinkedIn, where if you just create valuable content, you don't even have to spend money on advertising, then they're going to push your content out there. And, and it's crazy. Like we've, we've had some pieces that have literally gotten, um, you know, a, a post or video has literally gotten like over a hundred thousand uh, impressions or views right there in LinkedIn because they're looking for that type of content. And so, you know, where is your customer? If your customer's on Instagram, then you go all in with Instagram. If your customer's on, on Pinterest, then you go all in with that. And once you can learn and do well and get traction with one platform, then I think you can start to look at maybe adding additional ones. But probably one of the biggest mistakes people make, Tracy, would you agree that one of the big mistakes is they, they try to do a little of everything and they don't do anything well? Versus if they'd have just picked one platform where their clients actually are, their customers, most of them are, and really focus on that, they would have a lot better, you know, result. Oh, I completely agree because I think we get so many messages that we have to be all things to all people all the time. And that's virtually yeah. impossible. And if you're a CEO of running your business, if you're a solopreneur running your business, to be all things to all people all the time, not only is it exhausting, but it's unobtainable. So that's where I think you have to really hone in, especially again, with resources being tighter now, not only focus on what works for you, but also making sure, and I love what you said um, in terms of when you're creating this content, when you're adding value, always be thinking about not what's in it for you, but what's in it for them. If you come at any content that you're creating yes. in terms of what's in it for them, you're always going to win because you're coming from that place of being present for someone else's needs first. And people will benefit from that. They will share that. And it gives them the opportunity also to really connect with how it is authentically to work with you too. I think that's another thing that people really underestimate. Blog posts and newsletters and things like that, they're really great 
to support your message, but get out there, even if it's, even if you don't want to necessarily commit to a full production effort, start with live streams. That's something that it can be intimidating. I'm not going to lie. I had a hard time with it myself. I like, I like the pre-recorded, you can edit um, type of content creation initially, but I realized when I started doing LinkedIn lives that people really responded to those and they're unedited. Mm-hmm. They're just us going live yeah. and they're real. And, um, and that gives people, they can like see you and they can hear you and they can, they're like, she would get me and I could work with her. And the same goes with you. It's like, you build that credibility and that trust factor, but you're doing it with your own personality, your own words, your own philosophies, and people align with that. And then it continues their motivation to want to connect back with you. Mm, good stuff. Good stuff, Tracy. So now one of the, the uh, terms you've been uh, mentioning is the importance of repurposing your content. And I know there's a lot of people out there that aren't really quite sure what that means. What does it really mean to repurpose your content? And, and what's an effective way to actually repurpose your content? Well, great question. And I think that when you're thinking about repurposing your content, you want to, you know, to to recap what we've talked about. So you want to identify where your audience lives. What are the opportunities for the content distribution to that audience? And then how is the quickest, easiest way I can accomplish that? And that would be, again, record a podcast episode or a live stream, whether that's to Facebook or to uh, LinkedIn, wherever that happens, then download that file and have it transcribed. A a service that we recommend a lot is Descript, and it's really good. You can actually edit within Mm. Descript and you can use it. And then take that. And when we talk about repurposing, it's basically taking that transcript or that piece of content in written format now if there are highlights in there that you can extract and turn into a social media post, are there mm. nuggets in there that you could turn into a frequently asked questions, Q and a, a blog post, um, have that downloaded video or that downloaded audio and add that into a newsletter format with key takeaways and timestamps. Um, so that process, what you want to do first is really create your strategy map. And the strategy map was like, okay, record, transcribe, edit. And when I say edit, I mean editing out the content and then revise it to the format that you need and then post it. And if you're not using a pre-scheduling software like a Loomly or Hootsuite or something like that, make sure you activate Mm -hmm. that because that's going to take the overwhelm and minimize it significantly because you can take all of these pieces of content. You don't want to post them all at once at the same time. So you can pre-schedule them as you go. And I always recommend, and I think any business owner or CEO person running business, that they have a day or half a day that they allocate to themselves where they're creating their content and hopefully you might have a support person. But if you don't, you know, just block a couple of hours once a week, create it, revise it, edit it, schedule it, and move on. So I, I'd say that's another value bomb you just dropped in there. You've got to schedule it, right? Like anything else, if it's important, if it's not scheduled, it's not happening. All of a sudden, it's five o'clock on Friday, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't do my content I was going to do this week." And so, 
just by by going live, doing a live, uh, you know, a, a YouTube live, a LinkedIn live, Facebook live, going live or or recording, uh, you know, an interview, a podcast, whatever. And now you can grab that. You can have it transcribed with the service you just uh, uh, mentioned. Now you've got uh, the the text with it. It can become a blog post on your website. You can extract five or six or more, you know, posts that are going to go out to, to Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. There could be four or five videos. Uh, shorts are really hot right now, right? And, and so you could do uh, short videos that go out on all the platforms too. And all of that came from one piece of content that you sliced and diced and edited and that's kind of awesome. And then it makes it not so overwhelming because you're making a bunch of content from just one piece, uh, which is awesome. So then the next uh, kind of the final segment uh, of this interview that I think a lot of you know business owners and, and those who are trying to build something, sometimes they think, oh, I'm just building my, my business brand. But there's also this really important thing called your personal brand. When should you begin to prioritize your personal brand so that you're increasing, you know, engagement, retention, revenue, all these things, and, and it's still going to benefit your business? How, how do those things work together, a business versus personal? Why, why is it important to kind of prioritize that personal brand as well, well if not more, I, maybe? You know, I'm so glad you brought that up because a personal brand used to be a nice to have, and now it's a must have. And there's yes. really very little discernment anymore between personal brand and business brand because of the nature of accessibility through social media platforms. TikTok has been really big for building personal brands in association with business. And what I mean by that is a lot of people are building the brands for their business by providing educational and or entertaining tips and things like that through the content that they're creating, but it comes back to the person, who they are, how they're showing up. And this is not necessarily where you want to post like cat videos and things like that, if that has nothing to do with your business. But if you're really being able to identify who you are as a person, what your values are, what your core missions are, and they can come through the authenticity factor of the content that you're creating and associate that back to your business, then those core mission value statements, those, those alignment things that you're talking about are going to be associated with your business brand. So you have to really think about them as being synonymous and not separate anymore because people want to know who they're doing business mm -hmm. with and they want that transparency like it's transparency is just not optional anymore it's just the what people are expecting and with transparency comes your person and your personality what you stand for who you are and that's a reflection of your business and the business that you're building so i think starting to build a personal brand is like now, like if you're not currently doing it, it needs to happen right now. And even something as simple as owning the domain of your name and maybe even redirecting oh, yeah. that back yeah. to, so for example, for me, tracydeforge.com actually is not a separate website anymore. It used to be a separate website than produce your podcast. But now when you put in tracydeforge.com, it actually just forwards to produce your podcast because I'm known for podcasting and being a podcast expert is my personal brand, but it ties back into my business brand as well. 
Absolutely, guys. So the bottom line is having a personal brand isn't just something nice to have. It's a requirement if you want to succeed, excel, grow your business, become recession-proof. I think that's one of the big recession-proof strategies that Tracy is teaching business owners and entrepreneurs, authors, coaches, it's consultants. Like It's about the personal brand. And at the end of the day, people still, yes, your business brand is important. You've got to build that up. But the personal brand, people want to be they want to do business with people. They don't want to do business with, you know, just some business name. And if you're their front and center, you are building that personal brand, even if it's just your face on some posts uh, and some text on a post, that's a great place to start. And then and then you can just start practicing with video. And these things don't have to be perfect. They just need to be authentic and when they're authentic and they come from the heart and people can tell you really care about giving them the result, you love your customer, your client. And when you when when that is what you're about, that comes off, people can feel that and they want to do business with those types of people. So get to work building that personal brand. And, you know, for everybody who's listening at this point, Tracy, they're saying, wow, a lot of gold, really good advice. I need some help, you know, doing some of these things. I want to launch my own podcast. I want to build my personal brand. And they're thinking, well, hey, here's an expert, Tracy. Tracy, where can they go and connect up with you and learn how to do these things from an expert like yourself? Well, I appreciate you asking that. And I I really want to be accessible to people who have questions and want to just find out more information, not necessarily, you know, we'd love to do business with you, but we also just want to help you and support you and really help you get out there and be that strongest brand that you can be for yourself and your business. So producerpodcast.com is our website. I have an ebook that's how to leverage podcasting as a marketing tool that has several of these points in it, but it goes into a much deeper dive. So you can go to produceyourpodcast.com forward slash leverage, and you can download that ebook for free. And we would love to stay in contact with you through our newsletter. You can set up a consult call at no charge with us on our website. Um, We are a resource for you and we want to help you get your voice heard in the way that's the easiest and most cost-effective way for you. So, Amen. Well said, Tracy. So guys, produceyourpodcast.com. Go to the website. Again, this is not a passive podcast. We are very active, action-taking, implement what we learn, group and community. So go to produceyourpodcast.com and that was forward slash leverage. leverage. Is that right, Tracy? Yes. And leverage. that's the ebook for how to leverage podcasting as a marketing tool. Perfect. And it's so simple. You just recorded one or two episodes a week. You can transcribe that. You can you know, do it on Zoom. You can record it with your your laptop computer, and now you've got something you can put on YouTube, something that can go video and text and shorts and all these different things just from repurposing one piece of content. A lot of value that Tracy shared with you guys today, and you can tell she just wants to help you grow your business. So go to produceyourpodcast.com forward slash leverage. Check that out. And Tracy, the final word is yours in terms of What is something someone can do today to start building that personal brand? 
I think what I want to say to people is start where you are. And so if where you are is just showing up to do a live stream or to post on social media, or even if starting where you are is just scheduling that time for yourself to get started, just don't procrastinate because you can start building a brand very easily, very simply by just getting started. And I think, you know, don't get bogged down in the details and the overwhelm and the perfectionism and just choose progress over perfection every time. And if you choose progress over perfection every time, you will move forward. Exactly right. It doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be authentic and do your best. Forget the rest. And you know what's great? When you start out, you might not be good. It might suck. But as you stick with it, all of a sudden, 6, 12, 18 months, you're going to get good. And you're going to look back and say, wow, I'm actually good at this. And people are going to start reaching out to you. And that's that's the magic because so many people give up too quickly. Stick to it. It's not an event. It's a process. And go to produceyourpodcast.com so you can learn from Tracy and her team. Tracy, thank you for being a guest on the podcast. Thank you. Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.